What's up, Appitalizers? I'm here with my, uh, I want to say good friends, Jerry Zygmunt of MacWorks LLC and Sam Valencia of HCS Technology Group. Both are, are two of the three instrumental menu uh, people of the Command Control Power podcast. They were at ACES. I'm going to talk to them today about that stuff. Gentlemen, how's it going? Not too shabby. How about you, man? Good, good. Doing great, Justin. Thanks for having us. No, thanks for being here. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about Aces. What do you guys think? Put you right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what to expect at first being our first Aces but uh, out of the two. But, but it was an absolutely incredible experience. I mean, not only getting up in front of the audience and doing our show and everything, but all the people we met and learned so much about. I, I, I'm sure Jerry felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, not to sound too corny, but it was it was such a great experience just walking around, talking to people, meeting people, and you, as you walked around, you like thought to yourself, like these are my people. This is this is where I'm supposed to be. So it was a great pairing. I mean, we were so excited to be there, and um, we I found it rather unfortunate that we actually didn't go to the first one, but it was so important, um, such an important conference. If in fact you're an entrepreneur and you're an Apple consultant, just the place to be. I'm kind of sad you guys didn't come to the first one, also, but we'll we'll reserve those judgments for later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the nice things that you guys did was you, you did your presentation about managed services, and we're not going to get into that one, but as the command control power podcast which we're going to get into you did a live broadcast at the at the conference how do you think that went i thought it went well i mean as as jerry has said in the past joe really it, actually the two of them put together a lot of the pieces for the audio presentation and making sure the sound was right and i was just kind of standing by ready to turn on my mic when i was told <laughs> but it, it was it was nerve-wracking at first i would say because we didn't know what to expect we didn't know about the crowd noise or how people would react to the show but i felt it it went smoothly once we started to get rolling and we had kevin ginger on as well which is he's a great uh fan of the show and and excellent consultant and he brought a lot to the table too and bringing just a different voice to the three that everybody here right yeah, there was a, a couple of uh, technical, possible technical snafus that I think we an pre-anticipated. So, uh, in retrospect, just recording it for posterity, I think you know, all in all, it it, it uh, came out pretty well. I think for next year, we'll probably um, do a couple things just slightly differently from a technical aspect. But I think from a flow standpoint and just the amount of uh, audience participation that we had and the interest that we had, it, it was beyond our expectations. I was going to ask you a very specific question about whether or not you've done a live show before, but Jerry, you said something that really got me. You said next year. So I'm already excited about it because now I don't have to ask like the really awkward question of like, are you guys going to come back? Because <laughs> uh, that I would then then I'd put you really on the spot. But uh, have you ever done a live broadcast like that before? Well, Sam's done a lot of public speaking. And of course, we do our show once a month live through uh, a Mixler, which is a um, platform which allows you to send out any kind of audio broadcast you want. So we sort of broadcast out as we record the show once a month live. We were doing it for a while when we first started every week. 
Um, and that became just a little bit burdensome because of making the commitment to be in front of the microphone at 8.30 p.m. every Tuesday night uh, was just a little bit of a demand on us. So we said, well, let's lighten the load a little bit. We're still going to stay with our weekly schedule with our show. And I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit later. But um, And we said, let's just do it once a month. So that seems to work out well. So we're, we're sort of broadcasting to the world w- once a month. But uh, collectively for a live broadcast for command control power, no, that was our first time. I mean, I think it went really, really well. Yeah, we were thrilled. We we were just so uh, energized, and and you know, again, I don't want to sound corny, but we we got we got much more back. We got twice as much back than we gave. Yeah, I would say that, uh, and and part of that is the audience participation. I mean, the amount of questions and feedback that we got made it so easy on us because. We did our usual conversational style and just a lot of people had a lot to say on the topics we were discussing. So when it when that comes to fruition, when the audience starts participating that much, it makes it flow so much more easily. And your your podcast is such a niche and these people are that niche. I mean, you were just you're sitting in a pool of talent that you're trying to reach anyway. So definitely anyone who who's never heard of you, I'm sure, now listens to you religiously. Well, that would be cool. I, I think I want to get to the to the point where, like, when Alan can stand in front of those conferences and say, "Who who doesn't use Watchmen?" and nobody raises the, raises their hand. So, we want to go up there next time and say, "Who doesn't listen to the show?" and nobody raises their hand. <laughs> it still awesome. it still shocks me that there are people who don't that we go to these conferences for IT and there there are people who still don't use. Uh, Alan's product and just a reference anyone who's listening who doesn't understand what we're talking about go back to episode season one episode two where we have Alan Hancock on talking about his product Watchman monitoring um, and he's a, a his product has just become a godsend for anybody in the IT world not only Apple IT because now he has a Windows version but um, he comes to these conferences and says like who doesn't use Watchman and inevitably what like 10 15 percent of people raise their hand and everyone's just like why are you not doing this yet what's wrong with you <laughs> But no, I think you guys will get to that point. I think I I, I think the the way you do your your podcast um, and the audience that you have it could only just continue to grow. And um, I want to thank you personally for for coming to Aces and doing your show there because I think a lot of that brought a lot of attention um, to the conference itself. Having been on your show about it and then having you guys there really kind of like worked with us as well. So so. My my deepest thanks for being on the show, uh, being at the conference. Thanks, well, thank man. you. That, yeah, that's really kind. I think it was a really good match, and we, um, in in just our focus and what we do as podcasters um, with our show is that we we kind of look at ourselves as sort of like the everyman podcast for the Apple tech. Um, w- it may not we may not necessarily do a, like a deep dive um, for Mac admins, and um, we we kind of instead of doing a narrow cast we wanted to make it generally pretty broad but it still speaks to the mac professional audience and that's where we want to kind of keep our focus we had some talk probably um sometime during the course of our development of our show is should we open it up a little bit to uh folks who like to listen to inside baseball stuff about mac tech and i think that a person listening who isn't a Mac admin or a Mac professional can listen to the show and get something out of it. But we still, I think, our focus and our core is just focusing on the professional that's out there, consultants in the field, we like to refer to them as. Right. And that also just 
people who are listening to this know you both are consultants out in the field uh, and that the podcast is a secondary thing for you. Right. That's right. And the podcast came about, uh, it was actually the idea of uh, Joe Sapinari. He had some preliminary talks with uh, Sam Valencia, and, and he really came up with the germ of the idea. And I think for all of us, it was just scratching an itch that we needed to be scratched. Um, you know, I was a big fan of all kinds of Mac Tech podcasts, so I'd listen to people like Leo Laporte and Adam Christensen. Um, and uh, Dave Hamilton up in New Hampshire who, who does the Mac Geek Cab. And for years, I mean, and I still listen to those religiously, but there was, wasn't anything out there up until three years ago when we started broadcasting that really spoke to the Mac professional. There were some occasional uh, Mac admins podcasts that would filter out there, but nothing on a regular weekly basis that spoke to the uh, Mac tech. And that's what we wanted to do uh, just because we needed uh, a place um, to kind of sound out our ideas. And I always speak to the fact, especially early on, how therapeutic it is to get together every week with Sam and Joe and kick around ideas. And, and the fact that everybody else can kind of tune in and, and, and get a little piece of that is, is uh, great for us. I think it's also good because you guys, you know, the feedback you get also helps you learn and grow not only as podcasters but as consultants, I'm assuming, as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we hear back from people en masse, we know that there's a topic that is insanely popular or that have affected them in their particular businesses. So we think maybe sometimes sitting here behind a microphone saying, well, I don't know if this affects anybody else, but here's what happened in my business this week. And all of a sudden, all this feedback comes back going saying, yes, this is exactly what I was talking about. So it's really kind of neat to see that happen. And, you know, like Jerry said, it's 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 therapy for us weekly. I mean, but you should see the chats that go on behind the scenes throughout the week. We have this little, you know, mini group chat where we continue our therapy sessions all the time based on what happens to us. It's funny that you guys keep using the word therapy because I always, I always tell people as an Apple consultant or just a consultant in general that my job is to be a psychologist first and a technician second, <laughs> right? Because you always go to a client, if they're really upset, you got to be like, okay, what's bothering you? Let's talk about this. Oh, your husband's not so nice? Okay, let's talk about that. By the way, I, I fixed your mail problem, but please tell me more about, <laughs> tell me more about what, you know, what's really bothering you or something like that. Um, so let's go a little deeper into the podcast itself. I'm going to ask you straight up. You don't have to give me a, a, a real answer um, for an amount, but has the podcast made you money? I bought a second home. I don't know about you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, with a podcast money? You bought a second home? Come I'm on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but well, there yeah, are ahead, don't get me wrong. There are podcast people who, who can do that, but I don't. I don't no, not that. ours. Okay. <laughs> Well, we don't religiously uh, seek out sponsors, um, but one of our one of our goals obviously is to monetize it. And one of the ways that we, of course, just reach out to the community is we um, use Patreon and ask for um, you know small donations if somebody enjoys what they're getting in terms of the week to week consistency, and if they get anything out of it, you know, to kick something in on Patreon. But we do have some fairly substantial sponsors. We have a couple software vendors and we've got a couple of hardware vendors. And usually these are people that we go after that we uh, use the products themselves. And so we feel like if we're going to do an advertisement for them, we want to make sure that we feel confident enough about the product. So that's primarily 
how we've kind of gone about it. And there are many weeks that pass by where we don't have a sponsorship, but we have been able to monetize it. Um, you mentioned Watchman Monitoring. They are an ongoing sponsor of the show and one of our first sponsors early on, and we thank Alan Hancock for that. He was uh, certainly instrumental in, in um, just giving us um, just emotional support if not, nothing else to say like hey you know there's there's value here and and we want to be a part of that we as watchmen want to be a part of that but you know we've gone out to bigger sponsors like drobo and and we've been able to monetize a podcast but it's never been an overall goal that we need to fill advertising slots every single week but it certainly would be possible um i don't think the quality of the show would be compromised to any great extent because you can always you know fast forward or advance uh, as you're listening to a podcast. Um, so that's kind of been our philosophy. It's like if, if in fact, you know, we, we feel strong about a sponsor and it sounds like a good idea to the three of us, then we'll just sort of go after it. Um, and what we say to our advertisers, which is kind of interesting, is we have over 5,000 downloads a week um, that from Apple techs and also people outside of the Apple community who just want to listen to the show. And we feel like, uh, the target audience that we address is not on a one-to-one -one basis. So if you listen to, like, for instance, another tech podcast and you're Drobo, you're basically pitching your product or the the podcaster is pitching the product to the guy in the home or the professional that might be listening to it. We feel like when we sell our products on command control power, we're talking to an Apple consultant who potentially can can have a reach of maybe 10, 15 people per week. So we feel like it's a like a one to many kind of relationship rather than a one to one for our advertisers. It's like you tell two people and they tell two people and they tell two people kind of thing. Right. And in the course of a week, and Justin, you could verify this as well. You know, you see you see maybe dozens of people and you might talk about the same product to all those people that you meet during that week. So we feel like there's a little bit of uh um clout if in fact you didn't advertise on our uh, show but you know in terms of uh, physical downloads or like people who who use a click-through link are we feel like our advertisers are not necessarily going to see those numbers but that doesn't necessarily translate into how many people they're reaching out to right and you know it's funny that you mentioned that because not that they're a sponsor but i've mentioned phone.com to like four customers this week alone and we're recording this on a wednesday you know, within two days, I've, I've said phone.com to four different customers. So, like, I think it's one of those things where if the product is fresh in your mind, especially if you hear it on uh, an authoritative podcast such as yours, the the that thought really, like, embeds into your mind. And then you'll talk about that to your customers just because you've been thinking about the podcast. You're almost, it's almost like inception here with <laughs> advertising because you have such a you are the authority command control power is the authority that a consultant is listening to and you're you're picking and choosing your advertisers uh and sponsors properly so that way the people who are listening know that you trust them and you mentioned that like you use their product it means if you trust them well and i trust you i inherently trust them and i'm going to sell it to my customers yeah. the chain of trust we call it right <laughs> and and you know to go on the fact that this is not a centralized source of income for us, we've been able, as Jerry said, to be more specific about who we want to roll with. And that's the difference. I mean, if you're looking to start up a show or podcast about a particular topic and it's your main source or you want it to be your main source of income right off the bat, sometimes you may not be as lucky to be so picky because you got to make money. 
Uh, but but because we're consultants during the day and we have daytime jobs, this allows us to say, okay, you know what, we'd love to monetize this. That's a great goal to have besides reaching out to people that are our, our peers. But let's be choosy. Let's not just you know sell to whoever we want and, and immediately sell out our show. I I want to I totally agree with that. I just want to start off by saying if you think not you personally, Sam, but like if the listeners here think that you're going to be able to start a podcast and monetize out the gate. You're wrong. <laughs> like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't even have... Actually, it's funny because you mentioned Alan. Alan was our only sponsor ever uh, in the very beginning for the first, like, I think, eight or ten episodes. And I've never had a sponsor since. And the only reason we had... we I tapped him to be a sponsor was because I needed to buy a microphone. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be... You know, like, he knows that. He knows what... Yeah. He, he knows where it's at. Um, right. <laughs> you know, but but that's also investing within the thing. But, I mean... You're getting to the point. I mean, you you mentioned five thousand downloads. That's a lot. You know, that's that's a lot for a niche topic. Well, it took us time to get there. Uh, it, it obviously didn't start out like that. But then again, to, anytime you reach um, to, out to an advertiser, they want to. They they're that's one of the going to be one of the first questions that they ask you, and you have to pr- produce some sort of statistic that that verifies what you're saying. Um, but again, you know, for us, it's it's kind of a difficult. Um, unique, or it's it's a unique relationship because again, we're not gonna. We're if you think you're gonna advertise with us and you're gonna get lots of clicks, that's not gonna happen. Right. But if you want to maybe preach to the choir or, or preach to a whole bunch of people who can have an effect across a whole bunch of people, then we're the right match for you. And that was evident with the conference because as soon as we did our show. This past year, when we did, we took over the ASA conference. Took over your 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 podcast, which I think was an amazing thing to do. Um, the number of registrants for Aces went up, and you know you could see because we have the like, how did you find out about us? And we got a lot, uh, a good percentage was from Command Control Power. That's pretty uh, awesome to hear. <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah, I remember that when when you guys stepped in, which was really cool, by the way. I forget what you compared it to, Justin, but it was it was pretty neat to just have like uh, you guys have uh, be guest speakers or guest podcasters, so to speak. You I'm and trying Luis. to remember, I said something like we took over the studio. We were trying to we were trying to joke around oh. that like you guys were taped up behind us. Oh, I remember what it was. <laughs> Matt Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> That's right. When Matt Damon took over the Jimmy Kimmel show, <laughs> and we were, I was going to try to make like muffling sound in the background to be like, "Oh, that's just Sam yelling." Um, but no one else wanted to do it. Nobody else thought it was funny. <laughs> well, as long as you thought it was funny, that's all that matters, that's all right? That matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, that definitely helped, and and I think that's an testament to what you're saying, right? Yeah, the, I mean, you know, the, just the fact that you got that sort of feedback was. It's pretty incredible to hear. I mean, look, we, we've been doing this and week in, week out and sitting, like I say, behind our mics with no one in front of us to say, hey, great job, guys. But we get this feedback. We get uh, amazing positive responses from people. And it's it's pretty amazing still to me to that this happens and that people want to hear what we have to say. I sometimes wonder, why is anyone listening to what I have to say? But because we're, as Jerry said, kind of like the Everyman podcast, we we talk about just things in our daily workflows and consulting practices. So it, it makes sense to people. It's like they're sitting with us and we're having a conversation over a beer about what happened to us today. Right. And just for the record, I'm looking right now on iTunes. You guys have 17 five-star reviews. Um, 
I, I recognize a couple of these usernames, uh, McKinsley and, and Waples. Um, but I mean, this is, this is just proof positive of exactly what, what it is. You, you're getting your feedback, you're getting the people who like you, even at the conference when you did it live, you know, we, we had, we had a lot of people I'm sure came up to you to tell you about it. I, I think I was listening to, um, there was a, one of our attendees, I don't remember who off the top of my head, mentioned to me in the Slack later about finding out about you and and now listen they now subscribe to your show and finding out about the conference and now how it's like completely changed his business between the conference itself and everyone he met and and your podcast and all these things and like it like blew his mind and changed his world and i was just like i have i don't know what to respond to you with like i thanks like i have no idea what the proper response is here <laughs> Yeah, it, is, it, it can be sort of an awkward response to be like, yeah, th- I mean, that's great, but it's it's tough to know what to say to that. But it's amazing to hear at the same time. Well, I think this sense of community, too, in 2016, and we've had these things before. We've had podcasts and we've had uh, internet relay chat out there. But it seems like we really have a lot of these technologies coming together, at least for what we focus on. And so we really feel that sense of community. So what's been a real important part of what we do, too, is not only just hearing what Sam and myself and Joe have to say, but uh, all the guests are so integral to our show. And we learn so much about maybe fine-tuning our own practices by some of the guests that we have on our show. So that's become a real, real important aspect of it. You know, sometimes we'll have a software vendor. Sometimes we'll have a hardware vendor. Uh, we've had on John Chafee from BusyCal and BusyContacts. Uh, they just released a new update to their software. Um, he's been on the show before. We've had people from Synology on the show, people from uh, Promise, um, who make the Pegasus Raids for Apple. And we have a lot of great consultants, you know, people like... Um, Shelley Watson and people like Richard Wingfield and just Andy Esposito and Andy Espo, who we had on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, all these people just bring so much and not only educate ourselves, but just educate anybody who's listening. And, and you, could, you could really uh, get so much out of running your own practice by listening to some of these people who've been doing it um, for a number of years because they, they carry so much knowledge with them. And this is just a great place for them to share it. It's so funny that you say that because that's literally the exact reason why I started the conference. Like, I wanted to figure out how to grow my consulting business. So I figured, what's the best way to do that? Let's get a bunch of consultants in a room and have them talk. And I'll just sit there and listen. And, and, and it'll be great. Of course, running the conference, I don't get to listen to anything. <laughs> but it's almost the same thing that, you, that, that you're talking about where, you know, you bring on these other consultants and maybe there'll be something that one of you in your di- during your day you you're not even thinking about it at night right and you're just doing the podcast and whatever it is and someone mentions something and like something in the back of your mind you're like oh yeah i need that for tomorrow or whatever it is so you're actually bringing on other experts to help your business and then your podcast is helping other people's businesses and it's just like this never ending cycle mm-hmm. it's awesome like that it is <laughs> I mean, it, no, it truly is. I, I as I'll, I'll piggyback on what Jerry said because in the last two years, my business has completely changed because of what I learned by <laughs> being on the show. <laughs> so, because of the people that we had on, I mean, we we I, I changed the way I bill. I changed all these different practices, and it it allowed me to hire. I mean, it's it's completely changed my world. I do have to thank. I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you guys again. Also, only because. I was on one of your episodes, like the near the very beginning, 
um, I think. And I was, I remember I started talking about Appitalize a little bit. That was right before the book came out. And I was talking about Semipad and all the apps that, that came out. And, and uh, I had mentioned to you that I was going to do the book. And I like held it in my, like I remember, I was like, I was like, I have to, I publicly stated I'm going to do this book. I got to write this book. I got to write this book. And I finally was able to finish it. And I was just like, well, now anyone who goes back and listens to that episode will be like, oh, the book's out. That's good to know. <laughs> you had no choice but to finish the book. Right. As soon as I, as soon as it becomes public, then, then it's over. I had to, I had to write the book. That's funny, man. Well, uh, I want to thank you guys. I mean, Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, you, your podcast has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. I, and I know I speak on other, the behalf of other applicants that that I think that the three of you, even though Joe is in Hawaii right now, so lucky him. Um, <laughs> voice of the show. The voice of the show. No, but that, that your show has been able to help so many people in our in our industry. And that's just an testament to, to what podcasting is, right? So this podcast, The Appleize, is meant for the entrepreneur. So I'm hoping that anyone who's listening right now understands that they can start a podcast, maybe not make, you know, FU money off of it and buy a second house, <laughs> but they they can find a niche that they're an expert in and that people will listen to them, even if, you know, they're still learning. And, and I think that's what you guys do as we discuss. And I, I, and I listen to you and, and I learn and I, I make my staff listen to you as well. And, um, there's just been like times where I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm so glad I listened this week because there's that one piece of information that I can do. And it's just been great. So I want to thank you guys for, for coming together and, and doing what you do. I know, I know that putting a podcast together every week is, is really tough. Um, and especially if you have more than one person, you know, so kudos to you guys. Yeah. Schedules can, can sometimes get in the way, but thank you right back. I mean, if it wasn't for aces, I, uh, this past year, I wouldn't have known what this was all about and met so many new faces and again, learned from the experience just sitting there and, and, uh, going through all the different speakers that were incredible to listen to. So I'm pretty psyched to, to see wherever the next city takes you guys. I'm really psyched too. I haven't decided yet. I was actually working on the website earlier today and I was like, what do I put down on this? <laughs> um, well, thanks. So so where can people find you online uh, if you want to talk about your actual business or the or the podcast or whatever it is? Well, I, sure. I, I, go, go ahead, ahead. Jerry. I was going to say you can you can find the podcast if you just go to commandcontrolpower.com and don't try on that on your keyboard at home if you're not an Apple uh, consultant <laughs> that'll just immediately uh, restart your machine. But commandcontrolpower.com we're we're also can be found on iTunes and we are on Twitter and you can send us if you'd like to send us an email we could be reached at uh, I believe it's info at commandcontrolpower.com. Cool. All right, I'm going to add that all to the show notes. Sam, you were going to say something. Well, I'll throw in a personal plug. My company, you can find us, hcsonline.com. And I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. So I'm at UID501. And if you know what that Twitter handle means, definitely hit me up. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was about to say, like, that's a secret thing. If you're an Apple consultant, you better know what that means. <laughs> and if you're not and you don't know what it means, you're in the wrong business. Go find something else to do. <laughs> well, Jerry, Sam, thanks so much for being here with me. Uh, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, and thank you for all you do, Justin. Uh, You and Luis uh, run a fine uh, show, and uh, show meaning uh, Aces Conference, and we we hope to be back for the next show. (laughs) Awesome.